0: Hey there, I'm Daphne Chazen and this is the Down to Earth PCOS Nutrition Podcast. On the show, we talk about managing PCOS using proven strategies, ditching diets for good, and balancing hormones naturally. Let's get to it. exactly is happening in your body when you have PCOS? That's the question we're answering today. So if you've ever wondered about your hormones, if you ever asked yourself, what exactly does it mean to have PCOS? We're going to go on a journey and we're going to go deep today into the inner workings of PCOS. Now I want you to think about your body like a complex machine, which is really what it is. And that machine has gears. Those are your hormones. They help keep everything running smoothly, your metabolism, your fertility, your energy your mood, your sleep. And what happens in PCOS is that those gears, those hormones are out of sync and they can impact a lot of bodily symptoms and processes in a negative way. So today we're going to understand exactly what's happening, what hormones are involved. We're going to look at the inner workings of PCOS and how it impacts your physical and mental health. Let's get to it. So my goal today with this episode is that you're gonna walk away understanding PCOS a lot better. Maybe you have a few light bulb moments, understanding why certain symptoms happen for you specifically. And again, this is going to make you a more educated, empowered, and informed patient with PCOS. And it's really, really helpful because then you can manage the condition with the specific treatments that are going to work for you, your hormones. Everyone is different with PCOS. It is a syndrome that has a lot of different manifestations. And so what's important is that you find relief quickly, and that can only be done when you address the root causes of PCOS and what's driving it to begin with. Now, by the way, I have a really quick, quiz that's going to help you do that. It's 100% free. It's called what's driving my PCOS right now. So it's going to help you understand what specific hormones you need to work on. And it's then going to give you some tips to get started. So you can go to DaphneChazen.com slash quiz. And I'll also put the link below. Now, before we dive into hormones and all things Under the surface, I want to talk about what PCOS really is. So PCOS stands for polycystic ovary syndrome. And even though it can feel very isolating to get the diagnosis of PCOS, it's affecting five to 10% of women across the world. So there are millions of women out there who are struggling with PCOS. And so you're definitely not alone. Now, even though PCOS is known as the leading cause of infertility, it's affecting so much more than your reproductive health. It can impact every system of the body metabolic health heart disease risk your sleep your energy your mood mental health and so today we're gonna dive into all of that but I want you to think about PCOS as a full body condition it really does impact every single organ system that you can think of And so women with PCOS struggle with a variety of symptoms, things like weight gain, fatigue, cravings, hair growth, hair loss, missing periods, acne, anxiety, depression, as well as mood swings and chronic fatigue. And so again, this condition can be all-consuming and this is why it's so important to manage it with a targeted approach. And again, knowing what's driving your symptoms, Understanding the inner workings of your hormones in your body is going to help you do that. Now, in order to be diagnosed with PCOS, you need to have two of the following three things. This is called the Rotterdam criteria. You need to have missing periods or cycles that are longer than 35 days. You need to have high androgen levels upon blood work. So say you have high testosterone levels when you get your labs done, or you have symptoms of high androgen levels like acne and hair growth and hair loss, or you have cysts upon an ultrasound. So cysts on your ovaries, which are not really cysts, they're fluid-filled sacs, they're fluid-filled follicles, and those can only be seen upon ultrasound. So if you have any two of those three things, you can officially be diagnosed with PCOS. It's important to know that PCOS cannot be diagnosed by how someone looks, or by their weight, or any of those other things. Only this criteria is the most commonly accepted criteria. And again, two of, the, of those three things is what constitutes a diagnosis. One of the reasons I wanted to talk about what's happening in your body with PCOS is that most women don't get the education that they deserve from their doctor when they get diagnosed. So whether you've been diagnosed last week or years ago, chances are your doctor didn't inform you as to what it means to have PCOS, what hormones are at play, what is actually happening inside your body and what you can expect in terms of symptoms and I think this is so important and this is the reason we're breaking it down today. As we talk about PCOS today we're going to cover three main areas. The first one is reproductive health, the second one is metabolic health, and the third one is mental health. These are all super important aspects of PCOS. These are probably the most common areas of struggle for most women. And we're going to go deep on each and every one of them. So you can understand your body and your condition a lot better. My hope is that you leave today feeling more educated and empowered to manage your condition. All right, let's get started with fertility. One of the main disturbances in PCOS happens in the ovary. Our ovaries make sex hormones, including testosterone and estrogen in PCOS there is a process that is disrupted. That process is supposed to convert testosterone into estrogen. It's called aromatization. Now, you don't have to remember this. We're gonna get a little bit technical today, but it's important that you understand what's happening. You don't have to remember any of these terms. Just stay with me as I walk you through it. When the process of aromatization doesn't happen properly, what ends up happening is that your ovaries make testosterone. That testosterone is not converted to estrogen as it should, and you end up with higher than normal testosterone levels and lower than normal estrogen levels. Because of those lower estrogen levels, a hormone is released from the brain called luteinizing hormone. The job of LH is to increase estrogen levels. And the way that it does this is by signaling the ovaries to release more testosterone so that it can be converted to estrogen. But remember that conversion process is not happening. And so this is just adding insult to injury because now we have not only the ovary producing testosterone, that's not being converted to estrogen. Now the brain, is also releasing luteinizing hormone, which causes the ovaries to make even more testosterone. And as you can imagine, that can lead to symptoms like missing periods, of course, as well as acne and hair growth and hair loss. But in terms of reproductive health, which is your fertility, we are mostly concerned about missing ovulation, missing periods, right? So when you do not ovulate, your body cannot make progesterone and you end up with lower levels of estrogen, lower levels of progesterone, high levels of testosterone and missing or irregular periods due to irregular ovulation. Another hormone that plays a role here is insulin. As you may know, 70 to 90% of women with PCOS have some degree of insulin resistance. Now insulin is best known for regulating blood sugar levels and for helping you break down and process and metabolize carbohydrates. But what many people don't realize is that when insulin accumulates in the blood, as in the case of insulin resistance with PCOS, it can also start acting on the ovaries. The ovaries are, are one of the organs that have insulin receptors, meaning they can accept insulin, meaning insulin can impact them. And the way that a lot of insulin can impact your ovaries is by making them release even more testosterone. We also know that insulin resistance impacts a protein that's called sex hormone binding globulin. Again, you don't have to remember this, but this protein can bind to testosterone and deactivate it. And so when insulin resistance is high, it lowers the amount of that protein in your bloodstream. And that means that more testosterone is free to act and do whatever it wants, usually those are things that we don't want, right? Those are the undesirable symptoms of PCOS and they can be exacerbated when insulin resistance is high. In addition to the role that the ovaries play in releasing testosterone as a result of all the things we just talked about, we also have androgens, which are male hormones that are released from the adrenal glands that sit on your kidneys. The adrenal glands are mostly responsive to stress. So when someone experiences a lot of stress, they can release something called DHEA, which is a type of androgen, a type of male hormone that is released when the adrenal glands are overactive. And so when you have high DHEA levels, usually that indicates a level of stress and maybe a little bit of inflammation, which is common with PCOS. And that can certainly lead to a worsening of PCOS symptoms like lack of ovulation, irregular periods, acne, hirsutism, which is hair growth on your chin, facial hair, chest, back, different areas of the body where hair wouldn't normally grow, as well as hair loss, which is male pattern, alopecia. Both the adrenal glands and the ovaries contribute to the release of androgens in PCOS and this can certainly impact fertility and your chances of getting pregnant. But I do want you to know that many of my clients get pregnant with PCOS. There is a way to manage the androgens, lower their levels, lower and reverse insulin resistance and inflammation and have regular ovulation confirmed every month with regular healthy periods. Okay. So it's certainly possible. Never lose hope. The goal of today is that you understand this and start acting in a way that targets those specific hormones. We mentioned insulin resistance, which is a perfect segue into metabolic health with PCOS. So when we think about PCOS, we usually think about the fertility side, but metabolic health is a big part of managing PCOS and some of the struggles that women with PCOS can experience. And when I say metabolic health, I'm referring to things related to chronic disease risk, like heart disease and diabetes, your blood pressure, fatty liver, high triglycerides, rides weight gain women with pcos tend to struggle with all of these things because of insulin resistance and inflammation that are happening under the surface so you may find it harder to lose weight or maintain weight you may find that you're gaining weight very easily without changing much as far as what you eat you may have a lot of cravings for carbohydrates and sugar your energy levels may be low you may be experiencing a lot of fatigue those are all things that are related to metabolic health. The reason that metabolic health is tied into insulin resistance is related to the way insulin works. So insulin is a growth hormone. It helps your body deposit fat, especially in the midsection. And that is why many women with PCOS struggle with what is what is known as PCOS belly, where the majority of weight accumulates in the midsection. Now, on top of this, the way that you may carry your weight can impact disease risk. It can impact your risk of high cholesterol and heart disease. It can impact your blood sugar levels and your risk of diabetes. It can impact your liver. And so there are many things that are related to the action of insulin in preventing your body from losing weight properly, depositing more fat in the midsection and increasing markers of inflammation. Insulin resistance that's not treated over time can really get worse and increase the risk, which is higher to begin with, with PCOS for prediabetes and diabetes, as well as cardiovascular disease and the metabolic syndrome, which is a collection of symptoms that can increase your risk of chronic diseases, including hypertension, fatty liver disease, as well as high triglycerides and low good cholesterol, low HDL. So again, this combination of different signs and symptoms that are related to metabolic health with PCOS can increase risk of disease, can of course reduce your quality of life. And it's something that is so manageable and reversible. So there's no need to get discouraged. I just want you to be aware and understand where these symptoms are coming from again, so that you can act upon it and do something that will be effective and not feel too hard to sustain. And so these are all things that respond really well to lifestyle changes, to nutrition changes, to movement and simple tweaks can make a big difference And again, reduce your risk of disease, improve your quality of life, and reduce the burden of PCOS on your day-to-day life. Now, we said earlier that insulin resistance that's not treated over time can increase PCOS belly. It can increase the accumulation of fat in the midsection. And we used to think that that weight, those fat cells, are just sitting there doing nothing. But now we know that that is not true. Fat that's accumulating in the midsection specifically can increase risk of inflammation because your fat tissue is very active and it releases something called cytokines, which are markers of inflammation. Those are kind of like chemicals in your body that increase inflammation and can lead to a lot of unpleasant symptoms. Now, the other thing that can cause inflammation is high androgen levels. So remember we talked about fertility and we talked about how both the ovaries and the adrenal glands can release testosterone that's accumulating over time, causing all of those unpleasant symptoms. Well, when high androgen levels continue to accumulate and they don't come down, they can cause inflammation. And so inflammation was present in PCOS in a study of 10,000 women, regardless of weight. So it's not just about weight inflammation chronic low-grade inflammation can happen and is happening in most women with PCOS regardless of their body shape and size it could be related to androgens it could be related to insulin resistance maybe a combination of both but this is important to know because inflammation can be there under the surface and many times women go years without understanding what's going on in their body what's driving their symptoms because it's inflammation it goes unnoticed, it's subclinical, meaning it doesn't show up on your lab work, the numbers are looking good, your doctor says everything is normal, but you're feeling exhausted, you have acne, digestive issues, sleep issues, missing periods, weight gain, and that can all be related to inflammation. So it's important to know about it and understand how it works. Now, how does inflammation work? So there are two types of inflammation, and we're going to be really brief here because You need to know the bottom line, not the nitty gritty of this whole thing. But there is acute inflammation, which means your body is trying to heal quickly. So let's say you fall down and you scrape your knee. This is where your body is going to kick into acute inflammation mode. It's going to repair the area very quickly. So it's going to clot your blood so you don't bleed out. It's going to start forming a scab, right? To cover up or to close up the wound. It's going to cause swelling and redness and all of those things are part of your body's acute inflammation response. It's going to promote healing. Now with chronic inflammation, it's a little bit of a different story. Even though there's no injury or immediate threat to the body, the immune system is constantly activated and it's trying to heal. So think about your body like a machine, remember? And that machine is constantly overworking in the background. This is what happens when you have inflammation. The machine is constantly working to try to repair and heal your body and it can get exhausted over time, because again, this overactivation of your immune system can lead to fatigue. It can lead to other things not happening properly. If all the attention of your body is going to that chronic inflammation and repair mode, that means that maybe you're not ovulating because your body perceives your environment as a stressful environment, right? If your body is constantly working and the immune system is active, your body can perceive that as stress, and it can release hormones like cortisol. And that may mean that your body is not feeling safe enough to ovulate. And so you can see lack of ovulation and missing periods. You can see things like fatigue, acne, feeling wired and tired, right? You're constantly trying to go to sleep at night, but you're not able to, and you're very sleepy and can fall asleep any minute during the day. This is really common with PCOS. It's called tired and wired or wired and tired. And that means that your day and night are flipped and you're really feeling tired when you're supposed to be awake and awake when you're supposed to be tired at night. This is all related to inflammation. Now, of course, everything that we're talking about today is complex, is very nuanced. There's a lot of layers to it. So we can't possibly cover every single process and thing that happens. I'm giving you the broad level overview. We did go deep on a few important things, but please keep in mind that we're simplifying things so that you can understand and we can, you know, spend a decent amount of time talking about this, but there's a lot more nuance and complexity to all of the things related to hormones. Now, speaking of stress, let's talk about mental health, which is by far the most important aspect of your health, if you ask me. We know that women with PCOS are three to four times more likely to experience anxiety, depression, mood swings, and even substance abuse. The exact connection between PCOS and mental health is not yet clear, but we do know that based on studies and interviews and surveys that were done in a scientific way, that women report that their self-esteem and confidence and body image are impacting their mental health. And that's all related to the symptoms of PCOS, facial hair, acne, weight gain, hair loss. There are a lot of different negative symptoms that can really impact how you feel and look with PCOS. And some of the assumptions behind the connection with mental health is that those things impact the rates of anxiety and depression in women with a condition. There's also research that shows there's a connection between insulin resistance, and depression, and that's related to blood sugar fluctuations. When blood sugar fluctuates throughout the day, it can lead to mood swings, anxiety, stress, and those are all things that are closely linked to depression and other mental health conditions. So there are a few avenues by which we can see a connection between PCOS and mental health. Needless to say, it is important to prioritize your mental health above all other things. This is my personal and professional belief because I know that when I don't feel good mentally and emotionally, I cannot take care of my physical body. And so a combination of lifestyle changes, healthy habits and therapy if needed are paramount in order for you to get to a place where you're feeling stable from a mental health perspective. All right, so we covered a lot of ground today. We talked about what's happening in your body when you have PCOS, including fertility, inflammation, insulin resistance, mental health. We talked about hormones. We talked about some of the areas that you need to prioritize in order to see results and relief from PCOS symptoms. And the good news is that everything we talked about today is very manageable and mostly reversible with the right lifestyle habits, healthy nutrition, movement, sleep, all of the things that you have control over. And I wanna encourage you to go and take my quiz so that I can give you your first few tips to get started. And again, that quiz is all about what's driving your PCOS symptoms right now. You can go to the link below or go to dafnachazen.com quiz. It's free, it takes two minutes to complete, and you're gonna get your results as well as the next steps to take. Don't forget to subscribe if you've loved today's episode, and I cannot wait to see you here again soon.